Bienvenidos, welcome, and thank you for joining us for Season 1, Episode 8 of the Panafamilia Podcast with Eduardo and Nicole, where we discuss our experience relocating to and raising our three young children here in Panama, share our journey of building our new farm and home here in Central America, and let you know what we're learning along the way. We're glad you're here. Vaminos! Hey everyone, uh, we're going to do our second uh, part of the protest uh, chronicles. Protest chronicles? Uh, we're protest day 20? Protest day 20. That's where we're at now. Um, our first one was about day 5? What day was it? Oh, we... No, it was like 12. Oh, it was like day 12. We're, <laughs> we're losing track of time. But I do remember on the last one saying like... Hopefully, the next time we record, we won't be like, oh, still in the protest. So, yeah, we've hit day 20 today, and tomorrow's going to be Sunday, uh, the 21st day of three weeks. Which is, yeah, we're, the date today is November 11th, 2023. So, depending when you listen to this, it could, you know, be completely over now or still going on. Okay. So, yeah, now we just, we just wanted to give an update uh, about what everything's going on and... Uh, what it's How, been like, I guess. What it's been like, and uh, just kind of, just a little quick, uh, just update on how things are going. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, nothing has changed as far as the protests. They're still protesting nationwide. Um, here in Chiriki, yeah, they still haven't opened up the whole time. The, the highway has been, yeah, completely blocked this entire time. Yeah. From Santiago to David, David, pretty much, yeah. and there's like, I don't even know, 20 different roadblocks within that section. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just like one roadblock, it's like each small town along the highway has their own yeah. protests and roadblocks set up. Yeah, it seems like all the big towns, you know, Santiago, Tole, uh, San Felix, uh, you know, got their own, but then you get, you'll get little ones in between. Uh, that are also blocking stuff up. up. Uh, so, yeah, so that also means that we haven't had any new supplies come into town mm-hmm. since this has started. So uh, the gas stations are uh, empty. Completely empty. Completely empty. In the entire empty. province. Yeah. The entire province. We have no fuel. Um, we have three gas stations by us, and none of them have fuel. Uh, all oh, I s- think, sorry. The, it was completely empty in the entire province, but... They got some delivered up in one of the bigger cities, David. But yeah. so the end of the the end of the road of uh, where the all the twenty four seven protests is at David, and on the other side of David is Costa Rica, and they were able to get fuel from there. But anything coming from the other side hasn't moved, so we're on the other side, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're out of gas. We're out of towns are out of propane. None, none of the stores have propane. Mm-hmm. And uh, food is uh, very scarce. Dwindling. Dwindling. Yeah, there's no more eggs. We were finding eggs, but no one has feed for their chickens anymore, so there's no more eggs. 
Um, yeah, every time we go to the store, there's no, there's barely any bottled water left. Most people get um, like the big jugs of water delivered for drinking water, and that um, can't get through. Yeah, so, that service is not provided. So they've been charging even more for water. I mean, the grocery store is jacking up all their prices, and almost all the water is out as far as drinking water. There's still um, plenty of soda. Plenty of soda, plenty of Gatorade and these weird, what do you call them, mutant power drinks that everyone drinks? I don't even know what they're they are. like, have like a <laughs> highlighter color, highlighter orange, <laughs> highlighter green. Like, they're not an energy drink. They're not a fruit drink. They almost look like a juice or a soda. I don't know what they are. Yeah. Um, but they just yeah, look like... Yeah, there's plenty of those. It's like yeah. instant diabetes if you drink one of those. <laughs> um, there's but, no more milk. Um, there's no more... Like, there's no, there's been no produce delivered. Somehow, we actually found some oranges and tomatoes a couple days ago, so... There's been a little bit... Of, some of it has snuck through through some boats, but, like, not a lot. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, even, like, the last time I went to the grocery store, um, in the beginning, a lot of the cookies and chips and stuff like that were uh, still hanging around, but even that stuff is uh, getting pretty emptied out. The best way to explain how we're living right now is we go day to day and it just feels like we're living in a uh, zombie apocalypse without the the zombies. We're, <laughs> we're always just uh, scavenging for whatever food we can find. Yeah, we're like really um, being careful how much we drive. The, the, the thing is like since we live out here by the beach it's like a 15 minute drive into town where all the stores are where our farm is um and then an even another 15 minute drive if we wanted to go up to the larger town of san felix to get more supplies so like we can't be doing that all the time obviously because we can't replenish our gas so it's like whenever we go to town for one thing we try and make a big trip out of it and um, we'll just kind of walk through stores and see what they have. You know, like, oh, they have some more oatmeal. Let's get some more of that. Um, they have, uh, we have found ground beef a few times. There's a small local store that we've never bought meat from before, but apparently they have a freezer full of meat, and so we've got some ground beef from them a few times, which has been a really big blessing. Yeah, we're not really being picky. We used to kind of be scared of buying meat from these stores just because the refrigeration looked a little suspect. But, you know, we're at the point where... Beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, we ate it the first day. I got like a pound just to try it out. And none of us got sick. And uh, <laughs> so we just kind of yeah get it when we're there. We bought bikes. We bought bikes. We went up and bought bikes. So we've been taking bike rides, like, for enjoyment, but also, like seeing how long it takes to ride to town like if we do need to start riding to town when you know we can't drive anymore and um so that's good i I have a little more feel a little more secure now that we have another form of transportation other than just our car yeah so it's like a 45 minute bike ride into town well to the store to the store to the store is like 45 minutes yeah. yeah um but yeah that's kind of where we're at with uh Everything here is kind of kind of bleak, to be honest. There's days when, like, I feel like I'm more like, 
oh, like, we're good, you know, like, especially, like, days after we get, like, the other day we went into town, we visited the farm, checked on the cows, we picked up our milk from the guy we get milk from, and then there happened to be fish, so we made the drive across the scary bridge and got fish, and then we picked up some other things along the way and, like, felt more like, okay, we're secure, like, we have the stuff now, you know, and then, like, within a couple days, it's like, you know, we have us plus, like, three kids that we're eating, like, three times a day. And um, this stuff just doesn't last very long when you don't have yeah. that much of it. And um, so then it's like, oh, man, how much longer? It's like, okay, we have enough for the next three days. And then three days goes by and it's like, this is still happening. Okay, we got to get more for the next five days. And, like, is this just, you know, the new normal now? We have those days where we get a lot of stuff or we feel like we get a lot of stuff and we feel good. But um, since there hasn't been any news of anything happening to open things up, every single time we go into the stores, I just see less and less stuff, and it's a little uh, depressing, stress, depressing <laughs> <slash> stressful. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, there's some things that I just like, like water is a big one for us. We drink a lot of water. You know, there's less and less water there. I think at the local store, like, all they have are, like, the uh, regular water bottles, not, like, the gallon. Water yeah, jugs. just like the small, like personal so size ones. We're gonna yeah. have to buy like fifty water I don't bottles. Know, yeah. On top of yeah. like the just the signs of no, uh, no signs of opening. Yeah, up. like the only thing you really hear from the leaders of the groups that are blocking the roads are like, "Nope, we're not giving in." Like, "Nope, we will continue to protest." Nope, we are not happy. You know, so like, there's not even like Eddie said, like hope of like, oh, this will be over soon. You know, and then we'll talk to. To local people around here and they'll say like oh you know this has got to be the week well everyone said that last weekend like this next week this will be at three weeks there's no way they're going to go longer and now here we are at saturday a whole nother week and then also the other thing too is uh we only have so much propane at our house uh so once that's gone we're going to be cooking with firewood all the time <laughs> so i'm just gonna make it that much more uh, me and jude take charge of the fire yeah but yeah so i mean there has been as so that's kind of life right now day to day as far as the uh, protests uh the tensions have been rising over the last week especially the last five days especially the last yeah, uh, yeah. this entire week was yeah of... we finally it finally got national headlines when uh a Panamanian American shot two protesters and killed them and killed them like point blank range just um, was so mad that he just got out waving a gun and then shot him in both yeah but that only that only sh- showed light on the uh, that they're protesting in Panama and like the thing is like what we're learning is a lot of people don't even realize like in the country of Panama because we have friends that live in other parts of uh, Panama Yes. is that we live in an area where the protesters are protesting 24-7. They're not letting anyone through. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Panama City and basically uh, past Santiago going towards... San, uh, Closer Panama, towards Panama City. Panama City. Larger, yeah. People protest. They close down the roads. Um, you could be at a, at a road for five, six, seven hours, depending when you get there. But at the end of the day, they all go home. Mm-hmm. Um, or the yeah, or the police come in and clear the them out in the up. city. There's been yeah. lots of clashes with police in in the city, yes. Panama City. But here where we live, it's literally twenty four seven. The pro the cops don't even do anything. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And the thing is, like Eddie said, like 
we are realizing that like people in other part of the country don't even realize this is happening in this part of the country. Like I just talked to two friends last night who live in other parts of Panama and they were like, what's wrong? Like, why can't you just drive to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you don't know that like this has been shut down this entire time. Like no supplies have got through and neither of these people knew that. So, which is very interesting to yeah. me, not, yeah. not of any fault of their own, but that like they don't realize this. There's not enough information out there letting people know that like, no, they have been blocking these, all of these citizens off. I mean, this isn't just about, Oh, poor us. Like, whatever we're we're fine we're just not eating what we want to but we're fine but there's plenty of other people that are not fine and that do not have what they need and people in the hospitals that don't have what they need and I, I saw two families yesterday on the side of the road that like I'm pretty sure they came down from the highway because they've been trapped up there for um, 20 days three weeks <laughs> 20 days. Um, and they were you know trying to find a way to get around find some food they had young children like they've literally been living on the road in a truck who knows I don't I don't know what's going on the truckers that have been trapped up there like you can't pay for a hotel for three weeks you know and we're we're, we're starting to, like in social media in social media we're starting to see a lot of the uh, people start talking about it more um, about these 24-7 protests from Santiago to David. Um, the truckers that have been stuck on these roads released a video about how basically they've only been able to get water through rain and just by the, you know, the the niceness of people. Yeah, from, the graciousness of people around them. Yeah, that, the, that, you know, have gone up there and given them a little bit of food, what they can spare. Because, I mean, it, but the thing is, like, everyone has only has so much they can spare for other people. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know. There's been some fighting within the tribe, from what I've seen, what I've read. The main reason, it's a the Nagabe uh, Reservation, Kamarka, they call them here. Um, that we're close to. That we border. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, they come down and they close the uh, the highways. There's been starting to, like, you know, see some cracks in the armor where some of the other more... Uh, open-minded are start, younger younger um leaders, leaders are tr- are starting to open, like like last week one of the younger guys opened up the uh one of the blockades and released a video and said like horkin seals will be open for 24 hours and they close it within 20 minutes and basically the leaders said that like no we're not opening that was him going rogue Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 the young kid in this video said like I'm I'm seeing what these people are going through like I feel really bad like we need to let these people through so, um, but they closed it up within 20 minutes and uh, the next day they punished him uh, physically and uh, his family and his family yeah but now we're starting to see statements actually released by younger uh, Nagabe uh, leaders that are saying that it's older. Tribes, people that are trying to be the leaders and trying to make a point, when, and the younger uh, people are starting to say, like, okay, I think we made our point. We need to get people moving. We need to get the economy moving. Because, like, people haven't worked. People haven't mm-hmm. moved. People have been stuck on the freeway. Uh, one of the leaders released a video today that said, like, all of uh, the Chiriki checkpoints will be open on Monday for 12 hours so everyone can get moving again. 
You said the wardens are. Alive. Oh, I call them the wardens because they're letting us out for twelve hours. Because um, you do, you you feel like a prisoner if you think about it too much. It's a little like, uh, yeah. Yeah, you just feel like a prisoner. It's it's say what it is. You're like yeah. you're a prisoner. I mean, we can only go so far. Even if we had a full tank of gas, uh, we can only get so far. We can't go east or west. Yeah, we can't yeah. go east or west. We can't go north or south in our car because you know, <laughs> there's no roads. Uh, ocean. Or, ocean, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, I went down this rabbit hole of trying to, you know, leave this area for a few weeks until things cooled down. And every single time it was like, how am I going to get there? Mm-hmm. How am I going to get there? Um, I thought about Costa Rica. We can't get there because there's like five blockades. I th- we thought about going to Panama City and just like Rio Hato somewhere outside of Panama City and just because there's like so actually like supplies getting there. So because at, be at this to, yeah. at this point it's the supplies. Like where are the resources at? Yeah, we're yeah. running out of resources. We're running out of food. We're running out of fuel. Um, and if we can just get to a place where, you know, that's that is accessible. I mean, financially we're we're okay. We're actually. Not spending any money because we're not going anywhere. We're not. We're buying bare minimums. Yeah. Yeah. Not buying a lot of food. We're not buying a lot of food. Um, Mm. But you know, every single time it comes to like trying to, quote unquote, escape, it's uh, oh yeah, we can't because there's a blockade right there. Mm -hmm. Our only option would be to find a. There's a few options, but all of them are very complicated and challenging. We could charter a plane, a private plane, because there's a small airport. Um, which I don't even know how much those run and getting on one of those little planes scares me. And then where would we go? Um, and or another potential option could be a boat somewhere, but like, that's very complicated. I don't, it's not like there's regular ferries anywhere around here yeah. to anywhere else. And again, like, we're not sure where exactly we would go. And we have a lot of responsibility responsibility here in town where we live you know we got our cows we have our cows yeah we have a dog here we have all of our stuff like we don't have a house like you've said that we can just lock up and leave um so like just leaving on its own is would be very complicated yeah if we had our own home all we'd have to find was a dog sitter and someone to watch the cows and we just lock up the door to our house and go yeah like we're going on vacation but again like where and then our uh Another option would be to take some suitcases and, like, kind of taxi hop through the protests. So, basically, you walk through all the parked vehicles, like, all the parked semi-trucks and cars that have been trapped on the road for three weeks. You walk through all of that. You get to where the roadblock is, where the protesters are. You get it. You walk through all of them, which isn't very fun or necessarily safe sometimes obviously um and then you find a taxi and then they drive you all the way to like the next roadblock pretty much through the highway there's always one side of the road that's blocked that's clear because no traffic's getting through yes yeah but like doing that especially now as we get farther into it where like tensions are higher things have happened violence has kind of escalated um along with taking our three kids like i don't know unless we were like super super desperate that just doesn't sound like a great option um and then like going to costa rica there's you know there's requirements when you go into another country we can't just like walk through willy-nilly like we would have to 
have like certain paperwork and that kind of stuff. So that would be a whole nother headache. You know, we do have an idea of what we could do if we absolutely had to, like say this goes on for another month and we absolutely have nothing left here to like live off of, then we would have to make some hard decisions. But like, we're just, you know, we're hoping and yeah, trusting that it's not going to get to that, that point. I mean, God has been providing for us this whole time in really amazing ways and teaching us a lot at this point like yeah i'm just continuing to trust that that's gonna that's gonna keep happening and we know we're not the only people going through this um so there is a breaking point for everyone and even for the protesters you know they need resources um you would think you would think not as much (laughs) as us i guess um or like how long like i was just saying a little bit ago like how long do they want to just be out on the street, like, doing this? Like... Because at this point, it's, like, this protest is about a mine, and, and like, this is not doing anything to the mine. No, nothing. It's not doing yeah. anything to the people that were involved with the mine. I mean, I've asked... It's like you're so far into something, you don't even know what you're fighting for anymore, almost. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... I mean, it tell it's for the mine, and but, like, I just, at this point, I've, I've always asked them, like, what's... What, what, what does this accomplish, like this 24-7 protest and this everyone just says oh that's just the way we do things here which is just like here we're just here in this just part of in panama. this part of panama yeah and it's just like yeah yeah so it's been in- it's been interesting so the the kind of the political side of it is something along the lines of the the mining contract is apparently they're saying is the people are saying is was unconstitutional and should not have been like agreed upon so now um they're kind of waiting on the supreme court to like overview everything they've like created a case and taken it to the supreme court some lawyers have and they're waiting on the supreme court to decide whether or not this contract is unconstitutional if it is then I don't know what would happen somehow the contract would be nullified or changed or you know I mean the the demand is like basically nullify end the mining contract and like kick this mining company out of Panama but again like we're just not sure how that would even happen there's so much money tied up in it for the company and for Panama. So. And there's already papers that have been signed by the president yeah. of Panama. Yeah, so then Panama gets sued on top of, like, not having, like, 300-plus million dollars in revenue from the mine, and it's just... I yeah, know. I think the most frustrating thing about this has been the government not doing anything. Not doing anything, yeah. Like, the president made a statement, like, five days in. It, it's been since October, yeah. Uh, the last time he talked publicly, right? Yeah, he basically said, I'm going to rest, enforce the law on people that are vandalizing. And then he also said, I'm passing this new law that no new mining uh, minerias will be made here in Panama. But it had nothing to do with the one that they're currently protesting for. Yeah, so that didn't help. And so that no didn't one help. Cared. No, no one, one cared. Literally no one cared. <laughs> Everyone was like, we're not dumb. Like, we're not talking about new mines. We want to talk about this mine. Mm-hmm. And he literally hasn't talked since mm-hmm. since that day. Mm-hmm. Just, was it just yesterday where, like, the police commissioner said something? Was that yesterday? Yeah, so the police kept, so the police got pretty beat up in Panama City. Because, uh, yeah, they're starting to clash a lot. And, um... 
this police commissioner who had a black eye. I'm pretty sure it was a black yeah, eye. Yeah, he had a black eye. He was talking. He was. Media. He had a black eye. You could tell he was pretty worked up, and he basically said, like, we're going to do everything in our force to stop these blockades. Like, we're just going to start going down the Pan-American and just opening everything up. Like, basically, we're not going to let this continue to happen. We're not going to put up with this anymore. And he, the most, he said, from here to Chiriqui, de aquí hasta Chiriqui, abrimos la Panamericana. You know, basically, from here to Chiriqui, we're opening up the Pan-American. So we're like, oh, wow, they're really going for it. So, uh... (laughs) So we're like, oh, oh wow, something's gonna happen. First day, they go to Santiago, which is one of the more, one of the probably the biggest city that actually is, twenty four seven. They went there, tried to disperse the uh, protesters, couldn't do it, and <laughs> which is just unbelievable. Like, you, like coming all from the, yeah. All they did was they got they they pissed off the uh, the protesters even more and, and the yeah. protesters stated that like we're not leaving now for sure <laughs> we'll definitely be here 24-7 yeah. now they start there's videos of them like rolling in those giant concrete pipes that you see put into the ground and like construction sites and stuff like blocking the roads with those like that's not just tires and sticks you know um, but apparently this morning um a friend that we have over in Santiago nearby there said it was open. So I don't know. I go back and forth between like wanting to check and see what's going on versus like just not wanting to. Eddie's always, I'm always on it. Always on it. Like checking everything. But like, that's why I feel like you're a little more overwhelmed or stressed about it than I am. Cause the days that like, I don't look at anything, like check all the different, there's like Instagram accounts, there's news uh, websites, you know, there's other websites, um, where you can check and get kind of like almost hourly updates of like what's going on all over. It's just, it's too much and it stresses me out. And the days I don't check it, I just feel a lot better. And I'm like, you know what, this is what it is today. And we're just going to live our life here. And that's that. But when you're constantly looking at it, it's just like, it's discouraging because like I said, all you hear is just like, nope, we're still here. We're still going strong. We're not moving. We yeah. will not give up. You know, I, we will not I'm, give in. I'm on it all the time, and it's it's probably not good for me, but I can't help myself. He's a he's a millennial. I'm a millennial. But apparently, we just find out I'm a millennial too. Yeah, I thought she was a boomer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Make sure you keep that in. Uh, but uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, I'm on my phone all the time looking at updates. I uh, just kind of waiting for the next thing to pop up um a lot of it too is because like i'm I'm just looking for just like a little lane to go you know like we're saying like we're saying basketball little driving lanes uh to get to the rim so we we might have one on monday because there is some we mentioned this i think in the last episode like we have some our immigration paperwork that is expiring in like two weeks and the only way to like complete our immigration visa process is to get to the bank which is in david and like take care of some business there um and we have not been able to do that and if we don't then i don't even know if we'll get some sort of extension or not but um anyways eddie might um since they said they're opening on monday um eddie might try and take some buses and taxis over there and um go for it going through the protest makes me nervous but like if they're saying they're just gonna let it be open then i think i'm a i'm a little more comfortable with it I was going to drive, but we just, we can't take the word that, like... They won't lock it down, and then he gets stuck somewhere far away from us with a car, 
trapped. Like, oh my gosh, that would be so bad. Yeah, so I I was originally going to drive there, but then, like, they could say 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., and then whatever, something, someone gets mad and say, you know what, we're closing it. We're shutting it down now. We're shutting it down now. So we're just not going to risk it. Yeah. Putting our vehicle on the road. So I'm just going to drive to the edge of town and just good old public commu- uh, transportation, transportation down there. <laughs> um, so that should be a pretty fun day. Yeah. I mean, we're doing good and like the boys are in good spirits. I feel bad. Jude finally, you know, made some friends at school and he hasn't been to school in uh, I think almost a month now. And the school year is ending the end of November. So they probably just won't even go back to school at this point i mean um, even if they opened up now like i don't know they might but yeah so you know he hasn't been able to play with any other kids we've been going you know to the beach and taking walks and bike rides and stuff to get out of the house which is really good but still like we're kind of um overwhelmed by the situation and then like we're you know we get cabin fever sometimes here and then it all just kind of comes out and that's never good so uh, trying to be careful not to let that happen too much. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, and try not to talk about it around them too much. You know, we do keep them informed with what's going on, and they know kind of what's going on, but, like, I don't know. I don't want it to be, like, all we ever talk about. I don't think that's good for them either because they don't need to be carrying this that stress or worry, you know, on on their little hearts. And then we go to the beach, and we're just like, oh, at least we have this here, you know? It's yeah. nice. It's nice to still be able to be there, be able to take a walk over there and hang out there. and. A lot of food we're missing. Just, yeah, we're to the point where it's like, we are hungry sometimes <laughs> here and there. Um, we are kind of being a little more careful with our portion sizes and how much we eat. and. Good way um, to lose weight. Yeah, you're forced to. But again, you know, there's people in way worse situations, not only in this country, but all over the world. And um, I don't know, maybe it's just, you know, this is is just like one of the lessons of life that we're learning and we're all learning it together as a family. Food is something that is like very, very important to us. So like if anything were to get taken away from us other than each other, to like really get our attention like I guess it would be food I've kind of thought about that if you know God's trying to get our attention and be like hey guys listen up I have something to teach you like you can't eat what you want to eat you know food would be the thing to do because we are pretty obsessed with it you know not in like a bad like gluttonous way but just like we like eating growing finding buying you know good food and enjoying good meals and yeah, for me, I haven't played basketball in, since it started, and I really don't care. Uh, <laughs> and the waves have been pretty crappy, so I haven't really got my surf fix either. Uh, but none of those bother me. It's just like the food. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Well, and also, like, when you just have, like, a piece of bread with some cheese on it for breakfast, like, you're just hungry all day. Oh, shout out to Nicole for just, like... I'm, I've been upping my cheese game. Not just cheese, everything. Cheese, fish. She turned Mexican for a night and just made these pinto <laughs> beans that were amazing. Yeah. Rice, 
Um, just whatever, whatever she gets her hands on, whatever ingredients she makes good food out of it. I mean, that's what women and moms have been doing for like thousands of years, you know, taking whatever they have in their house and creating meals for their family out of it. And I'm just one of millions that, um, you know, I've, I've been pretty good at it in the past, but now like I'm absolutely forced to like make something, you know, enjoyable and nourishing out of, you know, a kind of bare cupboard. So I'm just joining the ranks of all these other women that have come before me and done that. We'll end it here and um, hopefully this wasn't too much of a downer. Again, like we're fine, we're safe, we have enough, um, we have a home. We have AC because it's really hot here and humid. Yeah, we have electricity, we have running water. We, we have internet to look at pictures of food. <laughs> which is really bad when you look at food. We were watching, um, there's a show called, what's it called? The Blue Zone, 100 Years? or Oh, The Blue Zone, yeah, yeah. It's called something The Blue Zone. It's on Netflix, and um, we watched it last week. And it's like a really, it's a really cool show. There's a lot of really inspirational, like, old people in it. But the part that made me tear up was <laughs> the food. When they were, like, cooking food together and preparing really good food and just, like, enjoying all these really good meals, I was just like, man, like, it's hard. We had, there was a point where we just had so much. I'm talking specifically about, like, when we had our farm. Um... And we would be eating these, like, you know, farm fresh meals with, like, lamb chops and roasted potatoes and fresh greens and, um, you know, homemade cake and ice cream and all that kind of stuff. There, there was a point where it was, like, my breakfast was, like, three fried eggs from our farm, slab of bacon from our pig, uh, bread that Nicole made and... A tomato from the garden. A tomato from the garden. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that wasn't from... The house was, like, the but the butter that I lathered on the bread. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, like I said, I think, um, you know, it's it was something that was, like, very, very, very important to us and a huge part of our life, and it's not, it's just not what it used to be. So that's our, that's where we're struggling. But we found a bunch of clams, like, two days ago, and that was really amazing, and they, they were delicious. And, I mean, that's the freshest food we ate. It went from, like, live to to, to cook to, to dead cook. in, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> so, all right. We will hopefully be back uh, next week saying that... It's over. It's over. I hope so. But at this point, I don't know. Like I said, I kind of feel like this is a new normal, which is depressing. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, we're staying hopeful as far as, like, we're going to be okay. And that's, that's all we got to talk about. That's all we got. Take care. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next time on the Pana Familia Podcast.